And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Turning myself up in the microphone. Okay. Oh, God. I just had to rush to pull the microphone to my face. Welcome back to episode uh, 192. Welcome to episode 192 of this show. We're here. Uh, we got a microphone. Get used to it. I couldn't think of a, a, a word that rhymed with we're here. Or a phrase or a statement. How dare I? Sorry, I'm just adjusting some things. Uh, okay, here we are. <laughs> I didn't think this. I knew this episode was going to happen. Did not have, uh, truth be told, not have a lot of uh, stories to choose through this week. A lot of stories happened this week, but nothing of import and nothing I wanted to really talk about. I did have a. Uh, <laughs> for, I was I was running out of things uh, to to find, and I found a, a story on the rap uh, about uh, Tucker Carlson uh, and how he's losing. Uh, what's it called? Uh, not subscribers. <laughs> advertisers and I found that story and I thought I mean can I do can I do something like this and enjoy it and the answer what to myself was automatically no I just pushed the story from push bullet using push bullet pushing it from chrome on my phone to chrome on the laptop but we we got I found some things I found some good stories I think and I just and I found uh, two things I want to talk about uh, and then the, the third thing, which is the first thing I didn't want to talk about, but that's what happens in this world. Coming from me on a nice rainy day in Atlanta, Georgia, it, it rained for approximately 20 minutes around 10 and, uh, and then stopped raining. And it was, it was, uh, it was great. How come I cannot hear myself very well? Okay. This sounds better. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to the first story. <laughs> All right, this uh, first one comes. Uh, it's a it's a multi thing, a multi thing. <laughs> lots of lots of issues with this story. This comes. The first part comes from the rap. Gina Carano dropped from the Mandalorian after abhorrent social media posts written by Umberto uh, Umberto Gonzalez. So, listen, I had no idea. Let me tell you how I came across uh, Gina Carano. I was watching. On Disney Plus, obviously, I have an issue with Disney uh, in that they own everything in the world and they keep firing people. Uh, something like uh, 30,000 jobs in the last couple of years. Anyway, <laughs> and anyway, they, they but, but they own The Simpsons. And so, obviously, the only way for me to watch The Simpsons is to... Uh, well, is is to subscribe to Disney Plus, but also uh, they air it on FX and Freeform all the time. So now I I have every single episode on my YouTube TV DVR, but that's fleeting, and there's commercials, and I don't want to deal with that stuff. So anyway, I was so I'm I'm looking for shows to watch on this stupid streaming service that I never use, um, and I see this uh, Ned's. Oh God! I keep calling Ned the Classified, but that's wrong. Earth to Ned, it's a talk show uh, from the Jim Henson Company. I love, I love the Muppets. I love Jim Henson Company, and uh, except for Happy Time Murders, which is a horrible movie. Um, and I love everything, so that's <laughs> that's a very striking comment. 
and and it's a and it's this giant alien puppet that came to Earth, and uh, he he was supposed he was tasked with destroying it, and now he he loves it. He wants to be a talk show host, and all these famous people know who he is. Um, and it's a it's a funny show, great show. I really enjoy it. Um, but Gina was one of the getting back to the to the crux of the story was one of the um, people that he interviewed, and you know naturally as a as a as a young man who's attracted to beautiful women, <laughs> he, I, uh, he, I said, I started talking to the third person. I saw her and I go, wow, she's gorgeous. Uh, who is this woman? Look her up. Uh, she's on the Mandalorian show. I've never seen, uh, but suddenly I was interested in seeing, but then you dig further into it and you see that she is posting a lot of close to alt righty stuff. And, uh, and, 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 and now this is all kind of blowing back against her. Uh, and she's been fired from the Mandalorian. Lucasfilm is, says, we are no more. We're not going to, we're not going to deal with this woman anymore. And she came under fire on Wednesday as the hashtag, hashtag fire Gina Carano trended over Instagram post comparing Republican to, uh, yeah, Republican, being Republican today to being a Jewish in Nazi Germany. And she, and I'm going to shorten this because I don't like what she wrote. And it, it, quite frankly, you shouldn't either. But she uh, just said that um, uh, how the Nazi, Nazi soldiers, soldiers could round, easily round up thousands of Jews. And the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that different, you know, from hating some of their political views? And this is not the first time that she's done this. She's she's tweeted some stuff, particularly in 2020, uh, which she supported uh, conspiracy theories and a lot of things. And uh, nine days after Biden won, she invited all of her followers to join her on Parler, uh, which is now a defunct <laughs> uh, conservative-driven website. Although they would probably say that's a First Amendment website, <laughs> and and uh, she's been talking about uh, the, the the coronavirus vaccine and mail in voting, and uh, obviously she's on the wrong end of the spectrum on both of those. So I don't have to dig too deep, and uh, so you know she, all this black backlash uh, got her fired. Uh, and truly, I mean, she is just such a gorgeous person. I'm looking at this picture on. Uh, a variety and this next variety story and it just uh sucks that this that she's a racist and stupid <laughs> speaking of which this comes from variety written by daniel holloway lucasfilm uta drop mandalorian star gina carano following offensive social media posts uh they quoted the story again uh i'm now coming to terms that this is the same story <laughs> basically <laughs> Okay, well, adding that UTA, her, excuse me, Google, I didn't say anything, is basically adding that UTA, which is her management company, uh, dropped her as well. Um, speaking of people who were dropped by their managers, I believe Shia LaBeouf was, and someone else was, oh, Marilyn Manson was dropped by his manager. Uh, well, I mean, which, you know, Marilyn Manson's manager, this is this is a cursory story that I, I essentially glanced at. He, the, he and his manager were together um, for ever, for you know, for decades, and uh, and it might be two decades. So, but he, so that still counts as multiple decades, and and his manager dropped him in a in a in a, in a heartbeat because, you know, 
I would I would think in the past, uh, particularly I would say around popping a lot of peas here. I would say around uh, the the when uh, when Weinstein was originally found to be uh, a, a horrible person. I I think you you know I would think that uh, you know, just a couple you know, just a couple of years ago that's what it was I would think that uh, agents would stick by their uh, by their clients for as long as they could sometimes not even leaving them but you know you see Marilyn Manson Morgan Wallen in the past week both of them lost their managers they both lost uh, these giant careers and uh, I think you know interesting enough. Well, you know, let me finish this thought. Um, there's just there, there's no leeway anymore. There's no leeway anymore, and I and, and 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 for those agents' careers to continue to continue. Period. It's smart, and the agencies as well. It's smart for them to say, "Hey, we don't want to contend with this person. We don't want to work with this person. This person is uh, a bad spirit, and we don't want them with our good spirits." Uh, and and so, I mean, it's. You know, in in the case of uh, Morgan Wallen's agent and Morgan Wallen's agency, smart move. And uh, and Marilyn Manson is just good. Same thing for Gina Carano's people. Good. Drop those bad habits and, uh, you know, fill up that slot with somebody who deserves it. So uh, and then I saw a video <laughs> Morgan Wallen posted on his Instagram to his because because, again, his sales are surging, as I, I discussed last week. And uh, because people, you know, they think he's going to be removed from the streaming services, which he's not uh, at this point. But <laughs> people, he's like, he's on the video saying, don't, don't defend me. Uh, I was wrong and I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's a little late for you to come out and say, hey, man, I'm so sorry. Please don't defend me. Like, you're already making uh, money off the back end of this, but whatever anyway that is to say don't be don't be stupid don't be racist <laughs> the end that's the easiest thing uh speaking of stupid people well actually yeah let's do it let's continue on this this comes from uh vox written by constance grady a story i found uh literally 30 minutes ago 20 minutes ago how joss whedon's feminist legacy unraveled so joss whedon has been known as uh this pro-female uh, avant-garde director um, ever since he started with Buffy and Angel and Felicity and uh, oh god what is that show Firefly uh, and you know everything he's done has been like this pro-feminist white feminist white white female uh, pro-feminist you know uh, uh, hilt and I don't know if that's the right term <laughs> But a couple of months ago, I would say about a year ago, um, uh, about, I would say about a year ago, uh, Ray Fisher came out and said, hey, um, Warner Media, Warner Brothers film, uh, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon was a horrible person uh, during the during the reshoots of Justice League or during the shooting of Justice League. As you may know, Zack Snyder had to leave uh, the shooting of Justice League for a personal matter, uh, which people seem to forget, and they keep trashing him. And uh, I know this story, and I've read this story so many times, and it's so sad why he left. Uh, go look it up on your own, but Jesus, and people were just coming after him left and right still on the internet. This is why I don't read stuff on the internet. So anyway, 
It's very warm in here. So uh, Zach left. Joss was brought in uh, after his work with Adrian Voltron, uh, which we'll get to in a second. And uh, and 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 apparently he was an unpleasant person. Uh, Warner Brothers did their investigation. They said they found no wrongdoing. Uh, Ray Fisher says, hey, I'm not doing any more Warner Brothers movies ever again. I'm never, I'm never going to work with Walter Hamada, the uh, head of the Warner Brothers film unit. And uh, and but then, you know, you hear like little things in the rumblings, you know, uh, uh, Gal Gadot says Joss wasn't the best to work with. And and uh, and, you know, other people are, you know, saying, you know, small things like that. So we thought that was the end of it. We thought DC had, quote unquote, one. But turn around this week, this Wednesday, another another breaking news on Wednesday, Carissa Carpenter, who worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayers, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, said that she was abused by Joss Whedon. She didn't go into detail, but she did say he, quote, uh, abused his power when she worked with him. And then, uh, so that's Carissa Carpenter. And then Sarah Michelle Geller said she stood. She said uh, she's proud to have been Buffy Summers and, and Joss, uh, hold on, she didn't mention Joss. She's proud to be uh, with uh, her name associated with Buffy Summers, but she doesn't want her name to be associated with Joss Whedon. She stands with the survivors. Uh, I hope that means Ray Fisher as well. Uh, and then I believe one more woman who was uh, pregnant when she was shooting stuff on uh, on Buffy. Yes, uh, Amber Benson described the Buffy set as a toxic, toxic environment. And then Michelle Trachenberg, she was Buffy's little sister. And she said that it was a, uh, not a good environment, which is interesting to see. Uh, and then people, the, this is from, uh, written by Vox. Let me talk about who wrote this. Constance Grady wrote this for Vox. She uh, quoted something from Age of Ultron where Black Widow, who is played by uh, the woman who thinks she's uh, she can play a transgender person. What's her name? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> where Scarlett Johansson, Black, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow said uh, that she's broken because she can't have a child. And, and, and anyway, people are just saying like his his disgusting, you know, uh, rhetoric, you know, even, even as a, a quote unquote feminist, he's disgusting rhetoric as a, uh, person is, and towards the female body and towards the female gender as a whole, uh, is not, is not, uh, on par, not good. <laughs> so in 2017, Whedon's ex-wife accused him of emotional abuse. Again, this is something we have heard because this is a story that came out in 2017. And his ex-wife is uh, the actress who I think is now married to... Oh, never mind. Kai Cole. This is someone else that I was thinking about. I was going to say Rick Fox, but I doubt that is true. So now we have Carpenter, Geller, Benson, Trashenberg. But no one, but this article is not mentioned Ray Fisher, which is interesting. Okay, they mentioned Ray Fisher twice. Any hoosers. All that is to say... We knew Josh Whedon was not a good person. And 
uh, yet he was still getting jobs, still making things for HBO, which I think he was kicked off of that show. Not kicked off. I think he left the show that he was going, he was creating for HBO, uh, and it's still going on. Uh, I don't know if his name's still on it. I think I saw his name on the trailer. And, uh, and you know, just because they have this feminist rhetoric doesn't mean they're entirely, you know, the good person. I listened to a story this morning on the Daily for the New York Times, which we'll get to in the next segment, about, and I read a story uh, also about a, uh, a guy in the Bronx who is a... Um, a foster home parent, uh, excuse me, uh, a homeless profit, uh, a homeless nonprofit purveyor. He owns a nonprofit that helps out homeless people, uh, but he abused women in in and out of that shelter. Uh, and he's and then like also he's you know he's using the money from the from the city to fill his uh, for profit stuff and and to lease him a car lease him a mercedes and do all these other things and uh you know I mean it just goes to show like even the even the biggest saints uh that are on the outs- that look like saints on the outside aren't aren't they aren't they aren't saints um but anyway listen we got to take a break <laughs> we come back cuz the camera already shut off we come back we're going to talk about the new york times we're going to talk about uh, just what in the world is Clubhouse. We're going now to break. Here we go, baby. And we're back to the show. Listen, I got I to gotta stop counting down before I sit down. <laughs> That's just got to stop happening. I didn't think I was going to go that dark uh, in the last couple of stories, but, uh, you know, this is what happens when, when this stuff breaches uh, the real world when it when it happens to to every anybody you gotta talk about it also i never liked joss whedon i just don't like him hey and i never liked age of ultron i don't you know the the marvel movie i dislike the most captain america civil war do not like it do not like it one bit oh i don't like it it's fan service it's more fan service than uh and Endgame. I was going to say Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> They're all fan service. I'm, superhero movies. Besides Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> the most recent one. <laughs> I enjoyed that film. I think I'm the only person that did. What else is going on? Nothing much. Just applying for jobs. If you're here from LinkedIn, because I did post this. I posted uh, an episode of News Time on my LinkedIn. Welcome. Stay, please. <laughs> and hire me. If you work on television, hire me. If you don't, we'll discuss pay. <laughs> Let's get into it. New York Times newsroom needs guidance. This comes from The Wrap, written by Lindsay Ellison. Ellison? Yeah. New York Times newsroom in quote-unquote chaos over departures, fears of cancel culture. Now, this is a, this is, listen, I, I pull most of my stories for this show, because this is an entertainment business news <laughs> podcasting, and it, it mostly pulls uh, news from the trades, which it, which are The Wrap, Hollywood Reporter, Vulture, and Deadline, the four biggest trades, trade publications, which all cover entertainment business news. But I have coined that term, so shut up. Now, that is... <laughs> That's one thing. They're like a step above page six in TMZ. But my problem is with this is that uh, I read the article. This thing, 
the words in the article don't match the severity of what the uh, the the headline is putting forth. Now, this is last week we learned that Donald McNeil Jr., who has been with the New York Times since 1976, and uh, Dean Backwood, who is the executive editor, have they both put in their resignations or were actually fired from the New York Times. Now, uh, Don McNeil Jr., this old white guy with a burly mustache, said uh, the N-word and a bunch of other racist stuff when they when he took when he joined uh, some students and their parents at a New York Times sponsored trip in Paraguay or Peru uh, in 2019. He'd already been reprimanded for that. And then Dean Backwood, of course, was the executive editor. And plus, he uh, worked on the <laughs> what what this uh, Ms. Ellison writes, the now discredited uh, Caliphate podcast. I love that it's called <laughs> that she put that modifier there, now discredited, uh, which is true. It is now discredited. Um, and, uh, because they, the, the informant that they spoke to who was supposedly an ISIS, uh, wasn't, <laughs> that's what the podcast is about. Um, that he was an ISIS, but apparently he was lying. Uh, and, and so one reporter told one times reporter told Vandy Fair's Joe Pompeo, uh, that, that, the, that the turmoil is chaos, turmoil, excuse me. And then another one told CNN that the situation has been an effing disaster. Those are the only two things that, that highlight uh, the severity, the quote-unquote severity of what's going on. Now, the, apparently there was earlier this week, uh, last week, excuse me, it was called a State of the Times town hall meeting Thursday. Uh, so now if, if you know, if you work at a big you know, company, they usually have these these meetings um, and if you work at a big company that's had a lot of issues, they hold, they hold these meetings regularly. <laughs> uh, or if you're in my case, uh, at the company I last worked at, uh, they will hold them every couple of months and explain why some, some jobs were being shifted to different titles and, uh, over promising on that you'll keep your position. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> very angry. I need money, baby. I live an expensive lifestyle. You see this backdrop? <laughs> So, uh, the problem is, uh, there's a story. So the, the daily beast reported on the, uh, McNeil inward story, uh, in 2019, I read that story and, uh, he had said a lot of more racist things, <laughs> a lot more racist things, apparently, uh, to a point where parents had to, you know, call in and go, Hey man, this guy says racist stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because he is fired and he's a, you know, a, a trash man. Uh, and then Dean Backwood was accused of sexual harassment, um, you know, for years before he even got to New York or, you know, years uh, at the New York Times. Uh, I mean, th- this is we didn't learn anything. The problem is people are worried about, quote unquote, cancel culture at this at the New York Times. Uh, not people. New- apparently, New York Times reporters are. But I and uh, and then. Uh, Ms. Elson, uh, you know, talks about how Barry Weiss, the former op-ed re- uh, editor, writer, um, who was uh, always causing controversy, as well as James Bennett, who was the opinion editor, who resigned last year uh, because of that Tom Cotton uh, military intervention and protest piece that he published. Um, but the thing, and, and so the, the crux of the, the crux, the, the, the idea of this, the log line, I guess, of the entire piece is that, 
uh, as Ms. Elton posits, is that um, the 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 right in um, in the New York Times is being forced out. I, but I, the I, the problem is though, there's no problem. The thing is that these people have these uh, fringe ideas and these conspiracies, and they're and they're and they're and they're creating these problems and and being you know mad at you know Black Lives Matter and and protesting and activism because they're racist and they're stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna keep hammering that home. If you're racist, you're stupid. Never met a smart racist in my life. Also, I don't want to meet any more racists. I, I'm in, I'm in the South. There's plenty around me. Probably they're probably next door. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, and I mean, there's there's no cancel culture going on here. In the New York Times, you and and, and any news media outlet, you have to be objectionable. The problem is Barry Weiss and uh, and uh, Tom Cotton. I'm not going to call James Ben a racist. He just published that thing because he's an, he's a moron. But uh, Tom Cotton. These people that are talking negatively about people that look like me, about uh, people that that I grew up with that look like me, like it's you know just something that doesn't look like a, a white man or a white woman because white women are uh, still living off of everything the white man does. <laughs> I, it's just it's just it's in, it's it's in, it's insane that you can even think that way and think it's fine for you to work at uh, CNN or MSNBC, or the New York Times, or Vox, or IGN. Jesus. Don't be dumb. All right. Final thing for the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this story that I pulled up. What is Clubhouse? Clubhouse is a new social media platform that is a startup, and it's invite-only for now. But... What it is is like kind of like a live broadcast audio. It's only audio, audio-driven platform where you know somebody can you can just talk, and um, and that's it. You talk and people listen. <laughs> that's it. It's like a live radio broadcast. Uh, but this comes from Vox, written by Terry Nagayan. Nagayan, Clubhouse, the invite-only app, explained. So that's what it is. It's for people who like to talk. Now, Elon Musk joined the app and it kind of just boosted its popularity. And uh, apparently, people around the world love this thing. Across Europe and Asia, people are now seeking to download the app, and especially in America, which is only available on iOS Store. Clubhouse has surpassed 3 million downloads with an estimated user base of more than 2 million. Again, you have to be invited. And plus, when you're a new user you and you join, you only have four invites. So you have to find somebody. And people are buying invites, which is crazy. So uh, Clubhouse is you talk, boom, that's it. People listen and stuff. And up to 5,000 people can listen to you at, at a time. Um, I, tr I truly, I don't know the appeal of it, but, uh, you better believe I tried to download, I tried to download it and join that thing. Now, uh, as it's growing in popularity, uh, throughout the East and the, and then the not United States, that's growing. Um, Twitter and Facebook 
have been trying to create their own versions. Now, Twitter was testing a thing called Spaces. This comes from The Vulture. The Verge, excuse me, The Verge. Written by Mitchell Clark. Twitter is now testing its Clubhouse-like voice and chat rooms. Did I read that right? Did I just skip that? Clubhouse-like voice chat rooms. Excuse me, there's no end. Now, it's the, now, Twitter calls it Spaces, and they announced it in November of 2020. And uh, that just seems like it's an open beta. It's a small experiment, so it's an alpha beta, not open beta. It's a closed beta. That's what they call it. That's what the video games call it. And you they're, they're, you just talk. It's, again, like Clubhouse, because apparently people like this thing. It just seems like it's a voice chat thing. Similarly, Facebook is doing the same thing. New York Times uh, Facebook is said to be building a product to compete with Clubhouse written by Mike Isaac. Uh, let's see. Facebook's chief, chief executive, Mark Zuckerberg, has been uh, interested in audio communication forms, said the people knowledge of the matter, and he appeared in the Clubhouse app on Sunday to chat about augmented and virtual reality. Facebook has a history of breaking into new technologies, chasing different mediums that have attracted different users. That's how Instagram became a thing. WhatsApp. That's how they. Oh, that's how they bought Instagram. That's how they bought WhatsApp. That's how they uh, bought Oculus. Oh, okay. So here's here's the thing. So here's the description of Clubhouse. The shortest one I can find. After signing up for Clubhouse, users can create rooms dedicated to different topics. Instead of video or text, Clubhouse's preferred medium is voice chat. Room sizes vary from the intimate to thousands of people listening or participating. At times, it works like a hybrid of a CB radio and 1980s era party line. People just love talking to each other and they, and they love being heard. Now, I wonder... I, there is a there obviously there's a, a space for this because there's a space for you know text based things which was the internet you know prior to YouTube and then YouTube came along and now there's a space for video stuff and then there's other spaces for video stuff which is like Vimeo or uh, oh god I can't name anything else I don't know Vimeo <laughs> Vimeo and YouTube are the only ones I know and so whether you're Facebook or whether you're Twitter or uh, any other social networking site you. Audio seems like the next sure thing. Uh, I, it's so interesting because uh, you would think, you know, Discord has voice chat and and obviously you can just start a live stream on Twitch or Twitch is another video site on Twitch or YouTube. Uh, and that's how, you know, people you can still interact with people that way. But I, I wonder why this is blowing up. Uh, and the reason why I downloaded the app today is because I wanted to see. You know, if this is the next TikTok, then, uh, you know, we got to get C plus comedy on there. Uh, boy, 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 what if I jumped on TikTok uh, two and a half years ago <laughs> and I was producing just small bite-sized comedy content, as the kids say, would I be succeeding <laughs> more so than I am today, <laughs> which is not much, <laughs> which is not much at all. <laughs> Uh, I do, I do appreciate a new uh, way of communication. New way of communication. I do appreciate a uh, <laughs> a new kind of uh, thing. Uh, I don't want to join it, you know, personally. I don't really give a crap. But 
this is, uh, and I just said that I want to do it for C plus comedy, but this is a very interesting way for people to grab onto things. This is, uh, and another, I saw another article that said that they don't want to do moderation, which is bad because that's how you end up with spaces like parlor. Uh, and then I read, I saw an article today that, uh, I read something that said, um, clubber, which is like parlor, which is a conservative social site. Um, they're going to start banning QAnon content, which is wonderful. Great. You can be a conservative website without all the QAnon crap. Um, so this is, this is, I don't know. Moderation is always needed in these types of things. Uh, but I'm neither the smartest person in the world to talk about this, uh, nor the most qualified. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, simplescomedy.com where you can see interviews with your favorite comedians. You can follow a Sorry. If you want to see a video version of the show, head to youtube.com slash comedy where you can see me sitting in this corner all day <laughs> on the youtube.com slash equals comedy. You can see a premiere show news time, which is a weekly entertainment business news show, news magazine style, like the daily show, except way less funny. Um, and it's, it's great. This week's episode is about black coaches. I'm doing the whole black history month thing. This week's episode is about black coaches in the NFL came out three days after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Two days. It was as it was Wednesday. <laughs> it was Wednesday. So anyway, still good. It's still a good episode, even though it was cobbled together at the last minute. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at C plus comedy at Chad black, white Facebook, like us, uh, rate, review, subscribe to this show anywhere you get podcasts. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you and good night. Mm-hmm.